Consuelos Podcast. Let me say that a little bit more clearly. Visceralist Podcast. This is episode 130. 130 is um, probably the time I'll be taking my nap today because <laughs> I got I kept waking up overnight. I had some very weird dreams, very, very intense. Uh, one involved, one was pretty funny, actually. In fact, one, I feel like I was laughing. And I know people hate people talking about dreams. And I, I know do I do. They? Oh, okay. I know I usually do. So I am sorry, but I was actually cracking up in the dream to the point where I, I think I was laughing while I was sleeping and that woke me up. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was laughing. I was at a movie theater uh, wa- watching a movie just by myself. And there is this couple that sat just to my left. I got a uh, man and a woman yeah. and they were just cracking jokes with each other that I could overhear. And they were really funny. <laughs> And so I was laughing at that and they saw me laughing and they were cool. But then at some point the guy said something to piss her off. And then she's like, you know what? Just fuck it. Fuck off. Go. You were, we're not watching this together. You got to go watch this somewhere else in the theater. So he went and got another seat, a couple rows ahead of us. And then like five minutes later, he like, she gets a, a text later. The phone is like really loud. So he yeah. hears it. And then he turns back. He's like, who's texting you? Oh, my God. He's like, was that Magic Johnson? It was, wasn't it? (laughs) Implication being that she's cheating on him with Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson. Yeah. So, yeah, I had that. That was one of my more normal dreams that I had. That's um, interesting. But let's get right to trifling and annoyance. (laughs) (laughs) Our, our much beloved seg- intro segment where we talk about uh, uh, weird happenstances that, that have happened to us. Um, why don't you go first? Um, I understand you have some uh, airport hijinks. Yeah. So um, I was traveling out of LaGuardia last, not last week, the week before. And, you know, we left kind of late. It was like a 7, I think 7.25 p.m. departure. Um, we left a little late traffic was mm, probably too, it was expected amount of traffic. And I think we got there to the actual security at the airport by the time, um, it was the initial scheduled time for boarding, which was like six forty, six forty-five. You got to security. Oh man. Yeah. So we're at the security and then we're looking like trying to decide where the security entrance is um and it's all backed up basically like right to the door where you come in so there's a security and you know they have like the snake lines right like the little Mm. hmm, what's that actually called whatever it is but um yeah what are those called but yeah so that is all filled up both sides the pre-check side regular side and then it, it comes out of there and it it goes we'll just say so if you're standing there looking at it right you see the entrance to it there's the woman that's checking the ids not checking ids but just checking your ticket oh, okay you got right. a boarding pass here 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 so if you're standing there looking at her behind her both snake snake lines are full so then it comes up and you follow the line back to the left it goes all the way back to the left turns <laughs> comes back to the front where we're standing and it's like oh my gosh so we had made the mistake initially of going in and following the line back only to realize that it's just back to the door where we started um so (laughs) so i'm standing in this line this line you got in the wrong line first is that what you said we got in no line we thought i just thought that that was just like people like milling about but they were in line so you cut the line no, 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 no. So I uh, end up at the end. We followed the first part of the line back, just trying to find the end. And if you follow it, the end lead, lead, led us back to where we started. Wow. And it's like, oh, so this was the actual end of the line. Um, and I saw a couple other people make that mistake, and I tried to direct them, but they didn't really want to listen. But um, yep. so at that point, it's like sort of resigned ourselves to like, you know, this is, this is it. Like, we're going to 
just whatever we make the flight great we make the flight great too like i wasn't, <laughs> wasn't going to be too stressed out about it that's like that's I pretty good let, that's that's a good mindset to have i would be freaking out and i sorry to interrupt but yeah. i this did ha- happened to me a very similar thing happened to me at LaGuardia years ago but they uh, but i'm surprised that because i think i had to go i was running late too and i went to for some reason i couldn't go to the kiosk i think all the kiosks were full actually oh. it was that crowded so i actually it was shorter to go to the actual desk and i uh. go there and they were like well, because it's within this window of 30 minutes before your departure time, uh, you, you can't actually can't. We can't let you even get on check the plane. In. Yeah, we can't let you check in. We can't let you get on this plane at all. So you, so I'm going to start rescheduling you. And mm. she starts typing some shit. I'm like, whoa, 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 hey, whoa, 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 whoa. It's like, I'm not checking anything. I have not, like, just... Just say I'm here and get, like, give me my boarding pass and I can run over there. I'll make it. Trust me. She's like, no, we can't. And then I, I, fuck, I forget what happened, but I think someone overheard her and they were like, oh, wait, no, that flight's delayed anyway, which somehow uh, she didn't know. So, man, look so at I that. got randomly saved by that dude because I was going to cause a scene, but. <laughs> believe me like not you know within reason because i know causing a scene in the airport can be dangerous it can be yeah so i but i was i was going to be pretty diligent about this but anyway sorry go go ahead yeah well actually to that point i'm surprised because we did end up having to check a bag we checked the bag i'm surprised it didn't say anything when we checked it because you know at a certain time point they're not accepting any more checked bags either right. yeah because yeah. i was like mm, i guess it, because at when we were at that desk it was before the technically boarding had started so i guess they still that's why they accepted our bag gotcha. but um so we waited we waited for a little bit and we're going through it's getting closer and closer both of us are you know at that point we just resigned to like right you know it'll be what'll be will be kind but, of. but was the plan to the plan was still to go through security and then yeah, get to the but, gate and then figure it out. Right. Um, so it actually was a little quicker than we thought. And then by the time we get there, we get to the to the person checking your boarding pass and they look at my boarding pass and then somebody like comes. One of the ladies is bringing someone behind me whose flight is boarding. I don't know if they were on the same flight that we were. She's like, excuse me. And then she turns to me and says, you come too. And I was like, but how did you even know? Because that's not the same person that looked at my boarding pass. She's like, you come too. And then, so she ushers us through, like, we don't go through the snake, you know, we just cut through the middle, (laughs) right to the front, to the, to the second checkpoint. And she's like, here, give me your phone. Let me look at your face. Show me your ID. Okay, good. And like, she does the scanning for us. Like, boom, boom, boom. Wait, let me look at your through. face. Whoa, yeah, whoa, whoa. yeah, you have to take down your mask and show your ID. You know, you have to take your oh, mask down. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's been a while since I've flown. <laughs> and so then we're in the next part. And so it's like, oh, no, here, you guys go to this line, this um, x-ray line, and use this machine, which then the guy operating the machine is telling us how it's such a great, it's brand new. You don't have to take anything off. Like taking computers out, it's like, leave it in, leave your shoes on. You don't have to do anything. I was like, uh, okay, that sounds suspicious. So then he, he's like, <laughs> trying really to get you ex- in trouble. Yeah, and he's like really excited. So whatever, we go through, we go through there, and then we're on the backside, waiting for our stuff to come through, and I'm looking at the screen, and I'm like, you know, you know, because you can like see the screens, you can like halfway see depending on where you're standing, right? And I'm like that screen doesn't look like it's on. It was just all black. I was like, well, maybe they've got like one of those like screen protectors, like privacy shields right. on it. So like you can only see if you're sitting there at the right angle. I'm like, yeah, yeah maybe that's what's happening. But um, it's still black and there's two people there. And like the lights on the actual machine are on either. I'm like, wait a second. I don't think this thing is on. And then like... 
I see some of the lights start blinking on the machine, like they're starting it up, and I see the screen come to life. Like it's just like like when you turn on a computer, I was like, Oh, this yeah. is just starting. And then <laughs> and then it gets to like enter your login and your password. I was like, man, this person better know their password. I hope they don't have to do like password reset or anything. Like all these stupid things start going through my mind, like, oh I forgot my yeah. password. And then But had they had people go before you or you were the first? We were the first, and this is like a okay. newfangled machine. It's like only one in the whole airport, I guess. Huh. Because um, you leave the laptop in the bag and leave your shoes on, whatever, all this stuff. So this thing is just going and going, not happening. And at, at the line, at the other, the regular line right next to it, you know, with the regular x-ray machine, the guy, someone starts saying, whose bag is this? Whose bag is this? I look over, and it's my bag. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I was like, "Yeah, that's that's my bag." And so then, I go, <laughs> so I go, you know, to the little area where they set it down, and they start looking through it. Your laptop's in the bag. I said, "I know. You need to take it out. You were supposed to take it out." I said, "Look, man, I know I was supposed to take." Didn't it out. someone? But someone told you you could do all. You didn't have to do all the. All that's the what shit. I said. I said, but I was supposed to be going through. It was supposed to go through that machine. And they said, I didn't need to take it out. He's like, well, it went through this machine. You should have taken it out. I was like, okay. All right. So we're going to have to run it through again. I said, no problem. No problem. Good. Good. Right? Because that was like, like the way he was talking, like, like, like I didn't know what I was doing. But I was just yeah. doing what I was supposed to do. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so then, immediately has an attitude with you, too. So then it runs through again. And then it's fine. It's fine. And then I see the guy. Same guy, I see my bag come to the side again. <laughs> my tray and goes, whose bag is this? The same guy asked again what whose bag it is? Right. This has like been like maybe a minute and a half, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you don't recognize the bag. And I've got like this pin on the outside of the bag. It's like I know it's a, re- a fairly is recognizable black, pin. The bag is black. Okay. It's just a black backpack, but the pin is like pinstripe like it has a no, design on it so state can, pin? no i should be i should oh, okay. get a state pin on there but i raised my hand again yeah, yeah that's me he goes you again i say yeah <laughs> so then we go over to the area to check through and this is where i was like all right i can i can make friends with this guy right like sometimes i'm like i gotta crack this guy's hard outer shell so then i try to make that's my a good joke idea. That's a good i idea. know Oh, uh, maybe I should go play the lottery, huh? And then <laughs> <laughs> completely misses, falls flat, no reaction at all. He's like, so you got a lot of chargers and battery packs in here, huh? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're over there here. He's rifling through the, where is it? I was like, it's there. Tell him. He's like, okay, okay. And then, and then I get my bag and it's fine. And at this point, like, we go through now we're, we're free from the security check and we're walking through and it's supposed to be boarding. It's supposed to leave at seven to seven twenty five. At this point, it's about seven twenty. I'm like, they probably locked it up, whatever. We'll just go to the gate and they can rebook us something else. Right. But we suddenly see the gate. We pick up the pace a little bit and there's a line. They're still boarding. There's still people in line to board. Hmm. So, it ended up working out. Yeah, that's um. Well, I remember that. Oh, be careful of the mic. Oh, um, my bad. I remember that. Even uh, I mean, it's been like two years since I've flown, but um, yeah, I think I think that's intentional, right? Because I think usually, as when it's like when they put in your landing time, that mm-hmm. that's actually they build in a, a lot of extra or a number of extra minutes on that end so that even if they board you late, they can still get you there on time technically for your connections and stuff. Ah, okay. Like there's basically, there's always time built in. So I think a lot of times that means that you don't actually take off themselves a little cushion. Yeah. Yeah. Which is probably a good idea just to factor in people maybe being late. Right, no, that does make sense. Give yourself like extra ten to fifteen minutes. 
So what you do with all those battery packs? I know. Chargers. I, I need to <laughs> do you really ready. have a lot? I had one. Um, <laughs> well, no, I had all two. these. I had two. I have one little one and one bigger one. For oh, your phone? Yeah. yeah. Do you find you, you use them when you're out and about? Um, I carry the little one with me, which I do find that I'll use. I mean, it's really small. It's like um, maybe the size of like what used to be those old Halloween candies, like the minis. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, that is pretty small. Yeah. So that one's useful if I'm running low and I not buy a uh, outlet or anything. But um, the bigger one is the one that I just bring for travel just in case. Yeah, I saw someone, um, he has one that it's an Apple, it's Apple branded, um, but it's the one where you, you set on, you set the phone on it and it charges, oh. but it's port it's portable. That's it's pretty a por- cool. Portable yeah, I don't have any, any of those wireless ones. Yeah, wireless chargers. That is, yeah, I don't know. My, I mean, my phone is... It's basically from the nineties, so I can't do that. I'm, I got to plug it into two different outlets to charge it up. <laughs> got to check the voltage before you plug yeah, it. In. Well, sp- sp- <laughs> yeah, well, whoa, whoa, three point five volts. No, no, no. Trying no. to start a fire here. <laughs> better, better unplug that baby monitor and plug it in. Plug it, plug it into that. That's that's the safe one. <laughs> Huh. Speaking of uh, old internet things, um, I got an interesting email to the uh, visceralist gmail.com, visceralist at gmail.com email account recently that I thought I'd share. Um, this is from a fan, uh, I assume. I'm not going to put his name out there. We'll, say, we'll call him AJ. Um, now, <laughs> AJ? I do get, I, I should note, I do, you know, I check the spam folder every now and then on the account and uh oh yeah it's it that that's quite active mm, um nice and there is someone and since this is spam i, I am going to put her name out here it's aaron johnson uh this is visceralist instagram collab um where basically she wants us to start recommending uh different products on the instagram Oh, okay. So that if people buy it, we can, I guess we get a commission. Hmm. Um, and there's a website link. Uh, yeah, so i just clicking on this. Oh, this is like a creatine, like workout powder and stuff. Oh, that's, yeah, that makes sense for this real list. Yeah. Put it on there. <laughs> we do. We do. It's... <laughs> oh, it's free shipping for any order over $125. Do we, wait... Is there a promo code associated? Um, she, you know what? Fuck it. I'll give it out. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's F it's FNXfit.com. Mm. The company is called FNX. Look, I cannot make any statements about the quality of this. This is just a spa- an email. that spa- wound up in a spam folder. Um, this is not a promotion. This is just us joking around. Uh, <laughs> so i don't whatever um but at least her this is worded like a normal email with like proper english grammar um only one spelling mistake uh here oh okay well that's you know that can be convincing yeah so but this other one from aj did that it went through the regular regular email um and he says good day the hyphen visceralist. Okay, hmm. that's his, that's the okay. subject line. Starts it off, hello friend. Okay, that's nice. That is friendly. Yeah, right there in the it's right there in the word. Mm-hmm. Friendly, uh, friend. He says, I noticed. I noticed she, she's <laughs> the form. No, I'm not going to critique this guy's formatting. Yeah, I guess I will a little bit. Um, there's two spaces after friend, and then there's one space after. Okay, that's not that bad. He says, I know I noticed you're working on growing your impact on your YouTube profile. Now, I haven't posted anything on our YouTube profile <laughs> in, 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 I don't know if I ever have, really, because um, 
well, we used to use that to to record when we were recording over Google Hangouts. Um, right. And I've thought about putting uh, our episodes up on YouTube just to have another um, way that people can watch or can listen. The thing is, though, if you you used to be able to just upload audio with uh, just a static image to a YouTube video and and just have no that longer. Go. No, now there needs to be some movement in the image so that it's like mm. a real quote unquote video. And that's a little trickier to do. Uh, so I, I, ha- I haven't gone down that road. But uh, yeah, so he says, uh, notice you're working on your growing impact of YouTube profile. Okay, sure. I guess in my mind, I have been thinking about it. <laughs> he's like, he's like, and then he says, would like to help you if I can by showing you what others showed me. Oh, okay. Now this, this sentence is interesting because he, he spells out Y-O-U. And the first time he says you, but then he just uses the letter U the second time. Ah, some inconsistencies, huh? Yeah. Mm. And he says, luckily I had some dear friends of mine. They showed me this place. He's clearly just copied and pasted this address from another. Uh... Now this, this is not even like how websites are usually formatted. So I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to click on this and I'm definitely not going to put this address out there. <laughs> It's formatted that weirdly. I'm not going to say the name, but we'll say it's some sort of promo company. That's what it appears to be. He says, where I actually get real views and likes, the best thing is that I get to order as much as I want to. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. So you want to do that? Now, well, what, what does that mean to you? Um, what, now, what would you think? Let me read that again. It's a little contradictory, but... Let me, let me just read it again really quick. It says, luckily I had some dear friends of mine. They showed me this place, I will say XYZ promo, where I actually get real views and likes. Uh, the best thing is I get to order as much as I want to. Yeah, so <clears throat> at first it seems like you can get real things, but then it just sounds like you're buying views and likes right. um, second part of the sentence right which is more likely what it actually is um yeah i mean if if you even get that out of it well know, yeah that's taking thing. your the, money yeah <laughs> oh i'm sure they would be happy to take my money i mean obviously there is uh, a market for buying views and likes uh, you know it's not anything i've ever been interested in doing i, I don't really see the point um, but yeah, so he's doing that. And then, and then he, the last sentence is keep it up. I think you're doing great. Oh, okay. Thanks. So that's really, that's super nice. That, yeah. That's really sweet. And then he says, sincerely Just trying to be helpful. Yeah, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he says, sincerely AJ. And then his tagline is, uh, musician, New York. And then he has his zip zip code, which is, um, is it a valid zip code? Yeah. It's one one It's one zero zero one Oh. Okay. So uh, like, I think that's around thirties, maybe, maybe somewhere on the West side, but it just says musician. Hmm. AJ. Okay. Well, I'm not really sure what the takeaway from that is. Um, you know, seemed nice at first, but yeah, I I think doesn't have our uh, what is it like really good intentions? I would say. Yeah, I I don't know that he's actually he. I mean, he sounds like a fan. Sounds like yeah. a pretty big fan, but uh, I I'd want to scrutinize that a little bit more. Um. <laughs> Before uh, doing anything really actionable or anything, but anyway, speaking of action, uh, let's get to the, the main segment today's episode. We're going to start reviewing a new new show uh, that you recommended. Um, it's quite good. I believe it's only available on Hulu. 
via their FX on Hulu scheme. Uh, I, yeah, I don't. I still don't really know what the That's deal what it is. seems like. I'm not. I didn't realize that until you told me that this morning. But uh, well, I think it's like how HBO Max has some exclusives that they don't really show um, uh, on HBO proper. Like, well, like oh, we, the one okay. we reviewed, You're right. 30, You're right. 30 yeah. coins. Gotcha. Painted monedas. Is it, is it coins? Did I get that wrong again? It's 30 um, piece. Let's say coins. Let's just say that at this point, we both know that it's, we're pretty confident that it's right. Yeah. We're right. Let me say it. I'm going to say 30 coins. coins. Yeah. Just say it with confidence. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that's my bag. Whoa. What's your problem? <laughs> um, the show is called Reservation Dogs. Uh, which we see in the first episode is is a mm-hmm. play a play on uh, Reservoir Dogs. Um, but yeah, it's a pretty cool sort of. Uh, I guess I'd describe it as sort of a slice of life show uh, that takes place on Native American reservation in uh, Oklahoma. Yeah, uh, it's created uh, and written by uh, this guy Sterling Harjo. Uh, co-created by Taika Waititi, um, and uh, yeah, follows a crew of uh, four sort of uh, late teen, early twenties uh, kids who uh, just kind of just kind of fuck around. They get involved in some some crimes here and there. Nothing too bad. Well, I don't know. It starts off with them stealing a delivery van. Yeah, like it was a lighthearted theft but that's actually kind of a big deal stealing a big truck yeah it did it is it's interesting that it's played uh as sort of like a a lighthearted but also kind of a big deal but uh we can get into that later uh the last thing i wanted to say about it before and you can do your initial thoughts on it um it really reminded me of some of the early episodes of atlanta Mm. Um, just in, in tone, uh, definitely in cinematography and sound design, because there is the sound of like crickets in the background throughout like every shot. Yeah. Including some of the indoor shots. Um, and just, uh, just the fact that it's like just some friend, basically friends who are kind of just trying to hustle a little bit. Uh, but mostly just get through a day uh, and uh, fuck around. I mean, I'd say that the crew in Atlanta is def is a little bit more on the ball, <laughs> considering they uh, they they're one of them is a successful, well, marginally successful rapper, whereas these kids are, you know, they don't appear to have jobs that that at least have been revealed in the first two episodes. No, um, nothing as of yet. But uh, but they seem like decent kids. Ultimately, they seem relatively nice um, and interesting. Um, but yeah, what, what are your thoughts? Initial thoughts? Initial thoughts. It's it's pretty fun so far. Um, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed the music actually. Mm. Um, I like the characters. Sort of just jump right into it. Um, but so far, I like actually. I enjoy the four main characters a lot, um, and all the side characters have been pretty great so far. Nobody that I've seen has seemed like really out of place. There's some like people that are pretty uh, like I recognize their faces, but don't really remember like where I've seen them from. So it's got it's got that aspect to it. But it's um, overall, I would say it's it's been fun. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's got like this interesting, it's got some nice comedy aspect to it. You know, it's, it's got some places that, and just like environments that I'm definitely not familiar with that I, maybe we've never really seen represented on TV in this yeah. way before, for sure. Um, and I, the four main actors have been great. They all have like really good chemistry with each other. Um, yeah, they, like, definitely. Just like spent a bunch of time with each other before, or or whatever it is. But yeah, they're they're a great team so far. Um, I'm curious to see 
about this uh their like their their deceased friend like more more about him and like what exactly what exactly happened to him but yeah um overall impressions are it's good i'm gonna i'm gonna keep watching definitely into it cool yeah yeah there is a sub subplot that's seems like it'll it'll recur throughout the the series or, or the season uh, at least um as i'm as i'm checking on it looks like there will be eight episodes so eight eight's uh, not bad yeah so i mean this and this is something i got into uh when we were doing our reviews of uh the last few shows which which have been marvel shows uh as opposed to writing down you know all the all the plot beats i'm more into just basically watching the show kind of thinking about a little bit and then jotting down one or two things that Mm -hmm. that's that stuck with me um because you know look people can go watch the show if if they want um to, to get the plot beats uh i think it's more interesting to do a bit more of an, an analysis on it. Uh, and I wrote down two for episode one. Yeah. And the, the, actually the last thing I wrote down that you just mentioned is, uh, the song they used over the end credits, uh, which had an amazing beat. I, I had to find it right, right away. I didn't recognize who it was that so I should have. Um, but do, do you remember this? Cause it's when, um, they have officer, they show officer big, uh, locked his keys in his car, his police car, <laughs> and then it's that's into intercut with the credits and the song, and it's uh it's by uh, Yasin Bey. Uh, oh uh, yes, I I've never heard that song. I I know what you're talking about. I recognized his voice. I was like, wait, right? Yeah, it's uh, and let me pull it up because I. There's sites that you can go to that um, just track which songs are used in TV shows and ads. So I went to that. It's uh, it's him and this other guy. Uh, I feel like it was another name that started with a Y for some reason. It's, but maybe not. Uh, so the artist's name for this track looks to be... Looks like it, maybe it's a new group called A, a Tribe Called Red. Well, okay. Yeah, so sure. it's it's Yasin Bay and Black Bear and someone named Narcy. And the and the track is called uh red R dot E dot D dot. Just red. Yeah, it was good. So uh, yeah, so that was uh Yeah, I was really struck by that. Like I had never heard the song before. It was pretty intense. Uh you know, of course most deaf sorry, Yasin Bay. Tend, tends to kill pretty much everything. But that was the one note. The other note was about, um, uh, let's see, I wrote down how new new shows set up the boundaries of how bad they can get in the first episode. And I don't, I don't mean bad in terms of bad quality. It's like what kinds of bad things can happen to the characters. Okay. And I wrote, I noted that because yes, the show starts with the kids uh, carjacking or not really carjacking. Cause they don't threaten the driver of the van, but they wait till he leaves and then they steal the van. And this does later in the episode have, show like an impact on this guy's life. Like he, I think gets fired because he lost the van and then yeah, he's it's like, like a, a whole string of events because of that loss. Yeah. Band. So they, the kids ha- happen to be in this diner and this guy who they recognize as delivery guy walks in. He doesn't recognize them because he doesn't, he didn't see them, but he's like, da- he's talking to the cashier. He's like, damn, got fired. Like my wife left me, lost my insurance. Now my diabetes is kicking up like all kinds of shit. The kids over here that the main sort of protagonist kid, this guy bear, um, he kind of starts feeling bad. Um, so, but yeah, so my point is like going into a show like this and, you know, I look, I know next to nothing about, um, native American reservation culture. Um, yeah, it's, it is pretty cool that it's being represented, uh, in this show, um, by, uh, you know, Sterling, Sterling Harjo, uh, is, um, 
let me just look up his background so I get it right. Uh, he's a member of the Seminole Nation of Oklahoma, uh, and uh, it seems like a lot of his previous work has taken place in Oklahoma. Uh, oh, okay. And so, but what what I think I know, which I'll admit is probably stereotyped, um, just because. You know, a lot of news and stuff from reservations doesn't really, I guess, filter into my news radar. And, you know, yeah. maybe that's, that's uh, a fault on my end. Uh, but in any case, I was like, damn, I don't want any. <laughs> I like these kids pretty much right off the bat. I don't want anything terrible to happen to them. And I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't really know anything about this show. So I don't know how far it's going to go. It's on FX, which, you know, they can do some dark stuff. Like, yeah. Oh, there's yeah. definitely some series on FX that, that go dark. So I'm like, as I'm watching the first episode, I'm like, I have this sense of nervousness where I'm like, how dark is it going to get? Like, is the, are they going to have to go? Is, like, this cop that like clearly knows that they've stolen it, but he doesn't have evidence on them. Is he going to start brutalizing them to like get a confession? Like that doesn't happen. So yeah, it's my, I guess my point is like first episode, premier good, good premiere episodes set the tone of like what you can expect and what the boundaries are, are going to be. And like we were talking about earlier, like the lightheartedness of it clashing with like this really serious, so, thing is handled pretty well in my opinion mm-hmm. and so i think we do know the boundaries now that it's probably not going to get too bad for these kids and they just kind of have misadventures like um the the one part where there's this rival gang in in town that just kind of likes fucking with them um like they pull up and it looks like they're going to do a drive-by but it turns out they just shoot them with paintballs as opposed to real guns right and I still, yeah, so that's a, that's a good point. I guess still waiting to get more details on their, their friend. But, um, yeah, it seems like right now they're not in any, like, serious danger. Like, the stakes are, aren't super high, but right, not like life or death high. Not right. to say that things still can't happen. But um, it doesn't seem like it's up to that level. Uh, that's a good point of them sitting in the bar in that first episode. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So what, what, I don't know. What did you, what was your sense of the overall tone or did you expect this to be a comedy going in or? Um, I, I knew it was going to be a comedy going in. Um, so how did, I mean, how did it, you, and how did you hear about it by the way? I think I just seen a preview for it. I saw a preview on hulu and i'd seen a couple couple things written about it just like oh yeah this could be interesting and then um i mean i always say his name wrong i gotta look at it again um what what tada how you say his first name again <laughs> that's dang. a tank dang Taika Watiti, Taika Watiti. Yeah, I have to see it. And I saw he was involved, and like everything that I've seen that he's been involved in, I've really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, so I was like, well, if he's involved, it's like then it probably won't be whack. I gotta at least give it a shot. Um, right. And I had those first two episodes that were on Hulu right when you started, which I kind of like having two episodes available mm-hmm. immediately. Um. So yeah, and then that's that's just how. And, you know, pleasantly surprised. Do you have um, a favorite character from the, from the main four? Um, right now, I guess it would be, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm terrible with names, but the main guy, I, I like him so far. Um, he's, I guess, the one that we know the most about. But right. I did like from episode, from the second episode, um, cheese i liked his interaction with the old woman in the hospital a lot um so right now they're they're all you know they're all very likable but i guess the main character since bear bear since i know you know we've seen the most about bear and get the most background and seen just the most about his life even though we really haven't seen that much like we saw his mom we saw like his home we know a little bit about his dad I'm actually excited for his dad to show up because mm. it's going to be some good comedy. Like, I wonder if they're going to make the rapping good or the rapping bad. 
but um, oh that's right yeah so <laughs> apparently it's revealed and it's they do it pretty well because it's just sort of an offhanded conversation that he has with his mom um where it's mentioned that like i think bear says you know you shouldn't be so hard on dad because he's an artist and then she's like yeah he's a rapper like really with some real disdain in her voice. <laughs> I can't wait to see his raps or to hear these raps. Like, <laughs> I, I just don't know which way they're going to go. You know, they, it might be real good. Or it might just How be real be? good comedy. Turn out he's uh, like, they shows up. He's, he's, um, they got, they got Yasin Bey to play him somehow. You know what? I haven't looked ahead at all, but Yasin Bey might show up. Maybe he's uh, like in the in the rap crews. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he will show up on a TV show every now and then. Yeah. Um. Sorry. Go ahead. No, the, I th- that was. I was just gonna say, who's your who's your favorite so far? Ah, uh, I do really. I I like Bear quite a bit. I mean, I'm not really feeling like. I think in episode both episodes one and two, he has like these sort of dream sequences Uh, with um i want to say it's with he has these dream sequences where he's being spoken to by like a mentor figure who's like an like an older like you know 1800s era native american guy on a horse um who kind of basically gives him some advice but also kind of fucks with him um those scenes ah, i'm I'm not as into Mm. um they seem a little bit like they're hitting it to hitting like the quote message of the episode on the nose a little okay. bit too hard. Um, he's kind of funny, but um, I mean, as far as humor, like those those two twin, there's two twins <laughs> oh my that gosh. have these like lowrider bikes <laughs> that just come around, just show up. They they're sort of friendly with the kids, and they just kind of show up, and they just kind of like talk shit, and then ride off. <laughs> and they have that song that they made. <laughs> they have they have a couple songs actually. Oh man, um, yeah, yeah. So that's some good comic comic relief. Uh, I think though, I prefer uh, the uh, his. Uh, I don't. I guess they're. She's not really a love interest yet. I, I could totally see them going down that road, but maybe not. Um, uh, Alora Dannon is the character's okay, name. Yeah, she's pretty interesting. I mean, so it, and we can get into episode two, which is basically just set in, uh, I guess, like a reservation community health um, clinic, uh, where they're heading to because Bear gets into gets beat up by this rival gang, and they're worried that he might have like some brain bleeding or something, which I don't know if that's a real thing. I guess it is. I don't think there's, is there blood in your brain? Um, I think if there's blood in your brain, you've got a real problem. Um, yeah. Okay. But they go there and there, there's a turn in that, in that where Alora, uh, Alora is like, damn, my stomach hurt. She, so basically bear goes and they just wait outside and they try to sell, um, some meat pies that they made. They randomly yeah. made a bunch of like Jamaican beef patty meat pies. Um, so the three are, are outside selling them. Alora's like, damn, my stomach's hurting quite a bit. And they're like, well, why don't you just go in and get it checked out? And I think the, like, maybe a lesser show would have done the move where, Oh shit. turns out she's actually pregnant. Mm-hmm. Cause that's totally where I thought they were going, but so did I, yeah. Yeah. And okay. So that I wasn't the only one. Cause that, yeah, I think that like structurally and like just with the dialogue, they were definitely setting it up as for, for the audience to expect that that's where it was going. And they undercut it pretty, pretty beautifully actually by, having it just be that um she's eating too much too many flaming cheetos and the doctor's like yeah we saw your x-ray what the fuck are you eating nate like broken glass she's like well i eat 12 12 bags of flaming cheetos a day he's like you fucking idiot stop doing that and also shout out to bobby lee as this doctor at this health network he was hilarious he was he was pretty good yeah that was yeah 
how many do you eat? And then the number just like slowly crept up. And then it was, by the end, it was 12 bags a day. Right. You're like, whoa. Yeah. So I put that in there. I, that was one of my notes. I wrote down, um, like, this is a sort of a slice of life sort of thing. And, and Atlanta does this too, where it seems like, like the Atlanta episode from season one, where they do like a mock commercial for Arizona iced tea, like those tall boy <laughs> cans where they have the 99 cent price on the can and the guy takes, <laughs> takes it to the register and it rings up as a dollar 50 and both the cashier and the guy are like, wait a minute, the price is on the can though. So that's just sort of like, I feel like when that, that kind of thing shows up in Atlanta, it's like Donald Glover essentially being like, yo, this is some shit that happens in the hood. Uh, isn't this kind of weird or, or straight up fucked up. And I feel like Reservation Dog has had a similar moment when Bear goes to the check-in at the mm. clinic and he's dealing with, look, she's a Myra. <laughs> and very uncooperative uh, desk person who immediately has an attitude. And he's like, she's like, fill out this form. And he's like, this, I have to fill this out. I've been here like 16 times. Don't you have this info like in the computer somehow? And she just rolls her eyes. I don't know. To me, that felt like it was someone with like, a, a grudge towards towards this thing. But it's totally true. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It is very similar to Atlanta in that you know you go to those places and you have these experiences. Um, it was definitely true. Like she was making me laugh so hard. Like when Alora came in with the stomachache, and then. She just throws in, hey, by the way, we're selling the beef patties. <laughs> and the woman's like, anyone want to buy a beef patty from this girl that just came in and complained of severe stomach pain? Yeah, okay, that was pretty uh, That was pretty good. Though. That was yeah. right about those. If they had left it at just that, but she's just constantly on these. These are kids coming in to a free clinic for help. Like, they don't know what's going on. Why are you being a dick to them? Right, yeah, it was... It was you know, it was, yeah, that scene, I, I liked that whole, the whole setting it there. That was pretty good. And just like the doctor, Bobby Lee being like, uh, yeah, I do a little bit of everything here. It's like, are you, oh, this is your specialty? He's like, yeah, I'm here. So that's <laughs> what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I guess the only doctor, cause like he does an eye exam for bear or no, for cheese. And then, oh, watch the mic. Oh, uh, and he does an eye exam for cheese, and then he's also checking out this girl's stomach, and then also Bear's nose. Right. And it's um, just, yeah. Oh, man, that that was good. And I guess, you know, it's it seems like it'd be pretty true to life, like a clinic on a reservation, probably there's like one doctor there who just like treats yeah. everybody, no matter what you have coming in. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm sh- I don't think it's out of line to say that there's probably fu- funding issues that that are probably uh, endemic in in those sorts of clinics, uh, unfortunately. Um, but you know, it wasn't. It still wasn't portrayed as like, like uh, you know, a, a, again, a lesser show about this. I think would would veer heavily into poverty porn. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's like, it would be run down. There'll be people in there with like gunshot wounds, but just like sitting in the chair slumped over or something like something real bad. Like, no, it wasn't like, it was still functional. They did have some records. Bear's mom actually works there. Right. Um, and so, you know, she's got a full-time job. It's probably some benefits. Um, I mean, it's, the place seemed like, it seemed pretty regular. Maybe just like a little bit big and more crowded, but like, that's what you see, like in yeah. a lot of places, like that type of attitude, and people just like waiting in the waiting room. Yeah, like unless it's basically like unless you come in in an ambulance or like you come in there like really bleeding severely, like all those like everywhere they just tell you have a seat, we'll call you. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I mean, look that that's true. You know, I've gone to various doctors over the years, like some pretty pretty high level that i you know i had to get like a good recommendation for or whatever and like some like i've also just been to the walking clinic and yeah it's all the same it's all just yeah come in fill this out sit down wait 
Yeah. It seems like by <laughs> by now there should be a better system because that's the way it was in the fifties <laughs> too. <laughs> Come in, fill this out, have a seat. Thanks. I think the one innovation now is that when I go to City MD, the terminal that you check in, like there's there's an actual like kiosk terminal that you could check in with your ID. But I f- still feel like I have I've had to fill out forms on top of that as well. Yeah, you, you do. They try to eliminate the person as much as possible, but they still have the person there, and you still have to talk to the person, even though the yeah. person is like, go to the machine. <laughs> but then you still get called. Like, yeah, it's yeah. it's a very weird interaction now. Like, I would rather just do all one, you know, all person or all machine. Like, this right. cyborg creation we've got. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so yeah, you're right. It it doesn't, uh, and I'm sure like ambulance, like there's probably an actual hospital in this reservation as well. Like this wasn't meant to be like where you would go for surgery. Um, I don't think, I mean, I noticed that the, the walls in between, um, examination rooms didn't have, like the walls didn't go all the way to the ceiling. Hmm. I don't know if you noticed that. And I don't know. I if did it not was, see that. I don't know. I, I think this was like, it. it's unclear if this was just the design of this particular set or if it was, I mean, it, it probably was actually, I don't know if it was a set or maybe they, they actually used like a, you know, a real clinic setup, but yeah. So <clears throat> It had not an overhead shot, but like sort of a, a high level shot looking downwards at, I believe, Alora's examination. But yeah, you could see that um, they're sort of like bathroom stalls, like where the walls don't go all the way to the ceiling. But, you know, at most clinics that they would, for whatever yeah. reason, in this clinic, they didn't. So the result of this is that you can probably easily overhear everything that's being said in the room next to you. And not a lot of privacy like that. Yeah. Um, and actually, you know what, this, this clinic is sort of maybe an intermediary between a hospital because there is that, like you said, that older woman who was in a bed and seemed to have some sort of long-term issues. Yeah, for sure. So that's what you'd usually see at a hospital. Uh, and then I just have another, uh, un- this is a bit of a nitpick, but um, they said that they made $50 from selling those meat pies outside, but they were selling the meat pies for $3 each. That doesn't work. <laughs> if they had said $48, maybe they'd made $48 and they just rounded up to 50 Maybe at the end, you know, they were getting ready to go, and they started giving deals. You know, uh, like two for <laughs> two for four or two for five or something. Two for five, okay. That would work out. It's a, okay if you do it at some point. Okay, fine. I retract my nitpick. <laughs> um, and then I guess just the the last thing that I have uh would be that uh. I don't, I don't know how, how I feel about the cop, both the cop and the doctor hitting on Bear's mom while she's at work. Like, uh, I'm sure this sort of thing happens, but yeah. I felt, a well, again, like it, this is like what I'm talking about with this specific tone that the show hits because it play, it was definitely sort of played for laughs, but there is this slightly darker undercurrent to it. Um, but they don't really, really dig into the darkness too deep. It's definitely more played for laughs, but you, at least for me, I still got the sense that both sides are at play there. I, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I, th- I think it is more for laughs, but I guess overall there is because that place in the first episode where they dropped it off was like a real weird place even though it was full of like the i guess the leader of that group was pretty hilarious like oh you mean where they dropped the van off to sell it yeah but it was still like kind of creepy almost like um you remember once upon a time in hollywood when they went to that like 
weird right we brad pitt and shows ranch. up at that weirdo ranch yeah right. it, it had like a similar vibe because everyone was just sort of like meandering around and then the car pulls up and they just sort of like come over like zombies like what's going on uh, yeah definitely. Um, that was creep so yeah i think they're i guess they're like hints at like to say like uh greater darkness i guess with, yeah. with with within that world for maybe people a little bit older than them maybe just like maybe like five to ten maybe like plus five years like where mm-hmm. they could end up where they could be like right now they're at like the baby darkness but they could end up in like adult darkness <laughs> world potentially right yeah and just like sort of hints at that stuff being there and being present but them not fully being involved in it you know, that, that's a great point because yeah, it's, it's, you know, look, obviously the darkness is, is going to be there. There's darkness in every cohort and maybe it's, maybe it's to the, the show's credit that they have stricken this tone where if, if this is supposed to be from these kids perspective and they're not fully into gang life or whatever, or the real darkness life, then yeah, they would only see, you know, Maybe mm-hmm. they would only view the lighthearted part. They would only contemplate the lighthearted part. They would have hints of the darkness and no, eh, maybe I stay away from that for now. Um, right. But yeah, that, wow. Yeah. That's it's, I guess that's maybe that's why they're trying to strike this particular tone because this is set from the point of view of these kids where, you know, I think bear bear, you know, he could, he's getting into fights. He could be called over to the dark, the dark side could definitely see him going down that road and you know they did steal a van that's pretty bad you definitely go to jail except (laughs) except that there's only this one cop who's kind of like doesn't really give a fuck about some big corporation losing a van um Mm. but he still is sort of like you know has that sort of uncle vibe to the kids where it's like stop fucking around because it is going to get worse if you keep fucking around you're playing with fire too much and I don't want to be the one to burn you. I am going to sort of try to help you, but yeah, at some point I, I'm going to be like, my boss is going to be like, get those kids. They're done. Yeah. That does seem like the tone that he's got for them. Sort of like, mm, all right, like I'm going to try to push you in the right way, but right. Um, yeah. And speaking of that fight, like I was actually a little, I was surprised. I think, initially i thought it was like maybe someone was gonna come out and help him or mm-hmm. they were just gonna get scared away and run or it would be like some kind of comedy outcome but he mm-hmm. just got beat up like yeah <laughs> i was like oh oh okay this is what we're doing huh well yeah and that that definitely helps reinforce what i what i'm saying about the boundaries where the yeah. show can go because yeah like they corner him in an alley he starts to he's like okay he squares up but then they just wreck him like immediately and have him on the ground and kick, kicking him. Like he got kind of fucked up, but not like these, these other gang is still kids too. They look like yes. they might be two or three yeah. years older than them, but they're clearly kids. Um, now they look like they're almost certainly going to go to the, the dark, <laughs> the adult darkness. As, <laughs> as <we're calling> it. <laughs> just great, great description. <laughs> Um, they're headed that way, def- almost certainly. They're not quite there yet, but whereas Bear and his crew seem like they, it could go either way for all four right. of them, and yeah, probably it, it probably really leaning towards not not going to the darkness. But really, maybe that seems like, smart. I mean, maybe that's part of the reason that they know they need to leave. Oh, like that's another right. another motivation for them trying to trying to get out. Right. There's the whole subplot of them making money to to pay for a trip to California for all of them, apparently. And that seems tied into their friend who died somehow. Uh, In a way, it's not totally clear, but um, yeah, we'll we'll probably see. So cool. Did you have anything else? uh Um, There was, I don't remember exactly what it was, but also big, like there's like some weird, like supernatural stuff, big mention. And then there was something at the end, I think of the, second episode where he was like in the field and found something i don't remember what it was exactly i gotta go back and look. officer big was in the field yeah because he was talking he mentioned to the kids in the first episode i don't remember what it was like 
just like strange happenings. But he seems to be a bit of a conspiracy theorist himself. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I don't, he, then I don't they actually that. showed him looking at something in a field. I gotta I have to go back and see what it was, but there was it was something. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't remember that either. Um but yeah, yeah, the and the actor who plays Officer Big is uh same actor from Fargo season two. Um, he is, let me, let me get his name here. Cause I do want to give him some props. He, cause he's been acting for a long time. Yeah, his name's, uh, Jean, Jean McLarnon. Um, he's a son of a Lakota mother and a father of Irish ancestry. Hmm. But yeah, he's been acting since the late nineties, uh, or no early nineties, actually. Damn. And he's oh he's going to be in the upcoming uh, Hawkeye MCU series. Oh, there's a Hawkeye series. <laughs> Not a fan. Oh, I mean, he's. I okay, think that's but... the next. That's the next MCU show. Like after What If? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I haven't watched any of those What Ifs yet. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not interested at all. I will, but yeah, not. Yet. Uh, and well, we have Succession and uh, and Curb coming in October, apparently. Oh, I didn't realize Curb was coming back too. Yeah, yeah, I think they're they're, they're tag teaming them. All right. Uh, and uh, I suppose we should mention Donda dropped <laughs> today as we're recording this the morning of this recording. Uh, so I'll probably give that a listen maybe after my nap. Yeah. <laughs> see. I'll give it a listen to see what it is. And there's a bunch of Marvel stuff dropping too. That 10, the 10 rings. Oh, and right. The, the movies. That Spider-Man trailer dropped. Um, what did you think of that? It Spider-Man. looked pretty cool. Made me realize I need to watch homecoming. Have not you seen haven't seen that it? Yeah. No. Have you seen far from home? Wait, is did I just mix up the names? This one's we, homecoming. The first, so the first one is homecoming. Second wait, one is far from wait, home. What do you mean? What do you mean? Wait a second. Wait a second. So there's been two of them so far. Mm, have I seen none of Spider Man? <laughs> well, the villain. There's Michael Keaton is the villain in one, and Jake Gyllenhaal is the villain in the second one. The Michael Keaton one feels familiar. I think I saw that one. Yeah. Definitely one. didn't see the one with Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio. Okay, yeah. So the the Michael Key one that that was Homecoming. Okay, that one was great. A Jake Gyllenhaal one was Far From Home, okay. and that I was not a fan of that one at all. Oh, all right. So you could probably you could probably skip it, but there's some cool visual effects, but that's about it. And then this upcoming one is No Way Home. It's with Doc, Doctor Strange and everybody. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Um, but other than that, yeah, Marvel Marvel's ramping it back up. Yeah, I'm hoping that the. Uh, I mean, I'm. So, I should say I'm sort of hoping that the movie theater near me opens back up. Because uh, I would like to see, you know, maybe this is why I had that weird dream. Is I I would like to see something in a, in a movie theater because I do really enjoy going going to i do sort of enjoy going to i guess i'll say i go i like going to see a movie that i know i'm gonna like in a movie theater i'll, I'll leave yeah it that. yeah i like that and you know aside from that movie theaters are great sources of trifling stories oh yes so. yeah and we've had a couple <laughs> at this uh this the big yeah. the big lower east side regal and it's weird because like i walk by it all the time and they still have like you can see through the windows, they have like um, like big video screens that have ads for movies, huh. um, and they've been cycling through them. So like they have ads for like new movies, but it's been shut down since COVID started. Like it's never reopened. So it's weird that they are still running the ads for like these upcoming movies on this huge video monitor. It's really weird. That is weird, huh? Like they were showing, like yeah, like Black Widow stuff. I mean, what's the point of running the ads? 
It seems like just shut it down completely because you're using yeah. electricity, presumably. Oh, get it. Huh. I guess just to remind people that they're still there. Maybe. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know. Movies still exist, <laughs> people. Yeah. Huh. All right. Uh, closing thoughts. Yeah, I'm going to... I'm going to actually go to the, I think I'm going to go to Essex market to get some, I'm going to get some fruits and vegetables. It's been a while. Oh, that's right. Eat something green. So yeah, so I will be eating something green shortly. Uh, <laughs> that's good. Maybe even have some, some ginger tea or something. Ooh, look at you. Is that a mm-hmm. thing or did I just make that up? No, that's real. Ginger tea is delicious. Ginger tea. Oh, you, oh you're familiar. Yeah, yeah, I am. I like it. I like <laughs> where you're going with that. <laughs> Going straight to Essex Market, Lower East Side, baby. <laughs> Mr. <Mister's> Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>